Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. As you've likely heard, the Trump administration has developed a new plan to replace the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, otherwise known as Obamacare. The American Health Care Act, or AHCA, and its 123 pages was released March 6, 2017. With the new AHCA, the elderly and the poor, because they are typically your sickest population, will be most impacted. According to the anticipated Congressional Budget Office calculation that was released this week, about 24 million people are, are estimated to be left uninsured under this bill. So how will this new plan affect us? You may not have the time or the patience, frankly, to decipher all 123 pages of this complex legal and insurance. You may not have the time or patience, frankly, to decipher all 123 pages of these complex legal and insurance terms. Plus, a lot of these are still uncertain. So if you'd like to, you can download the full text on the transcript for this podcast at the quickanddirtytips.com website. The points below all appear in full text and are also noted widely in summaries from the media. In fact, the transcript to this podcast is full of useful links, so please visit the quickanddirtytips.com page and search for the House Call Doctor articles for helpful links throughout this one. So what is going to change? Well, let's start from the beginning. Decreased tax credits. As expected, there will be fewer tax credits, but most especially for the elderly and low-income populations. The current ACA basis is financial assistance on income levels, zip code, and age. However, the new bill bases it primarily on age. It will provide some tax credits to those with an income below 75000 and for families below 150 k but it will be less than what they are receiving with their current plan subsidies. It is structured to provide a $2,000 tax credit to those less than age 30 working its way up to 4000 to those over age 60. Of note, it will not be provided if the plan being purchased covers abortion services, however. Next, repealing subsidies for out-of-pocket expenses. The ACA currently provides assistance in the form of a tax credit to those who have trouble paying for out-of-pocket expenses, meaning those earning between 100 and 250% of the federal poverty level, such as deductibles and copays. The new bill repeals this ACA cost-sharing reduction provision starting in 2020. Next, cost limits for the elderly. Well, Obama's ACA placed a three-times limit cap on how much insurers could charge the elderly more than young people for their health plans because the cost of health care is typically more for the elderly. Under the new bill, they can be charged up to five times as much as their younger counterparts. However, it gives states the power to decide for themselves ultimately. Next, repealing the individual mandate. You will no longer have to pay a penalty for being uninsured, which was a key feature of the Obamacare plan. Therefore, young, healthy people who were purchasing plans only to avoid this tax penalty may no longer contribute to that cost-sharing balance for insurers. As a result, costs may 
rise for everyone else in order to balance the cost sharing. And the more you're paying for your premiums, the more this bill may affect you. And since older people typically have higher premiums, then it will affect them the most. The bill instead creates a continuous coverage requirement, meaning those that allow their coverage to be lapsed for more than 63 continuous days throughout the preceding 12 months will be charged a 30% premium surcharge upon returning. Therefore, there is no mandate to be insured like before, but if you become uninsured and then you change your mind, then you will have this premium surcharge. The next component of the bill is a Medicaid phase-out. Medicaid is the government-paid health insurance plan for those with low incomes. For those that are even below the income level, set to obtain health insurance through the exchange. This plan was expanded to cover more people under Obamacare. However, the new bill will phase out this expansion by decreasing allocated federal dollars for Medicaid. There will be a federal funding cap per person starting in 2020. There will also be diminished federal funding for all of those who submit an application for Medicaid after 2020, whether there was a lapse in coverage or the individuals left Medicaid and are now returning. The bill will also be defunding Planned Parenthood for one year. Planned Parenthood is often in the news for its abortion services. However, not everyone is aware that Planned Parenthood provides many non-abortion-related services. Although the percentage of service types are more frequently offered by Planned Parenthood is often debated. Planned Parenthood is also where uninsured low-income patients can obtain birth control and prevent unwanted pregnancies that result in abortion or increased healthcare spending that sends our tax money towards pregnancies, deliveries, and healthcare for these children. It is also where patients obtain testing and treatment for sexually transmitted infections. Planned Parenthood also provides cervical cancer screening, aka pap smears, and breast cancer screening. So now the federal funding for all of these services will cease for at least one year. The bill will also be expanding the health savings account, or the HSA. The bill will allow you to place aside more pre-tax money for healthcare expenses starting in 2018. Under ACA, 3,400 is the annual cap for an individual HSA and 6750 for families, whereas the new bill doubles these caps to allow a max of 6550 for individuals and 13100 for families. The bill will also be repealing the employer mandate, which means that larger companies are no longer required to pay a penalty if they fail to provide insurance for their employees. They'll also be repealing the following taxes. Taxes on health insurers, pharmaceuticals and medical device manufacturers, and high-cost employer-sponsored group health plans. They will all be repealed. So what will stay the same? But before I go on, I was hoping to interest you in a quick survey in regards to the house call doctor. We love having great advertisers that support our show, but in order to continue doing that, in and in order for the House Call Doctor podcast to continue, we really need your help. 
So please go to podssurvey.com slash house and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Even if you've taken our show's podcast listener survey before, the current one is new and different. So I'd really love for you to take it all over again. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Again, that's Pods Survey. That's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash house. I truly appreciate all of your help. So first of all, the health plan exchange will still exist. But the terms of how much financial support you'll receive to help pay for these premiums will change. Almost 85% of people purchasing a plan through the exchange under the ACA are receiving financial support in the form of a subsidy. This percentage, although still unclear on the specifics, will be lower with the new bill. That means that you will be paying more for your plan than you are currently if you use the health plan exchange. Insurance plans must still cover pre-existing conditions, which is a positive part of the new bill from my perspective as a primary care physician. I'll never forget a young 20-something patient of mine who was diagnosed with leukemia, a type that can be treated well with a simple oral pill every day. Guess how much that once-a-day pill costs? $13,000 a month. If an insurance company knew about the patient's pre-existing condition like leukemia, They could deny him care, which would mean that he's left to pay for that $13,000 pill out of pocket. The new bill still covers kids up to age 26 under their parents' insurance. Insurance plans are still required to keep the 10 essential health benefits, including preventative care and mental health coverage. The AHCA prohibits insurers to also set a lifetime and annual limit on how much they will cover. I highly recommend a helpful chart by the New York Times, which also breaks down the policies that will change or stay the same under the ACA versus AHCA. So visit the transcript on the quickanddirtytip.com to link to this helpful New York Times chart. The American Medical Association, or AMA, is one of the largest organizations that represents physicians in the U.S. And they just released a statement that they are unable to support the AHCA bill and that the bill would have an adverse impact on patients and the healthcare of the nation. Surely, this is a controversial bill with criticism from both sides of the political spectrum, not just Democrats. Plus, there is still much speculation about the details of this bill, its costs, and its impact. What do you think? Well, share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. And if you learned anything here today, or if you simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctors podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician 
in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Catch you next time.